The Star Wars saga is chock full of iconic moments, so today on the Diz Quiz, I am ranking my top 10 moments in Star Wars history. Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to the Diz Quiz. As always, I'm your host Tommy T, here with another fun top 10 list, and this time around it's Star Wars moments, like I said at the top. I know that my audience isn't all the biggest Star Wars fans, but I'm a pretty big Star Wars fan and I thought it'd be fun to tackle some Star Wars focused content. Before we get into the list, of course, if you are a fan of the Diz Quiz and like what we're doing here on the channel, or if you're new, I really appreciate your subscription on the podcast service of your choice. We're on Apple and Spotify and a few others, or YouTube, whatever you know, kind of works best for you, works for me, available as both video and audio, and uh, if there's anywhere we're not available, any podcast apps, uh, let me know. So just one quick note before we hit the list, that this is live action moments only. I do love the animated stuff and a lot of the video games, there's some excellent moments there, but it just became too difficult and overwhelming to rank those against the live action stuff. So this is live action movies and TV only. And of course, the other note is that spoilers ahead if you haven't seen all the movies, all the TV show stuff. All right, so without further ado, let's hit number 10 on my list. Number 10 is Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian. This is the most recent moment on the list, so I snuck it in at number 10. With a ton of new Star Wars content planned for the future, it'll be interesting to see if this holds up as an iconic moment, or if it just becomes a blip, but as of right now, Luke Skywalker's Mandalorian cameo is on my list. Like many others, I speculated this could be the grand finale of Season 2 of Mando, and I wasn't completely shocked when it happened, but what left me so enthralled was the way this scene was built. The team's in a dire state, the dark troopers are literally pounding down the door, and knowing that Grogu had made contact with someone earlier in the season, we see a single X-Wing land in the landing bay, and then we see through the security camera a cloaked figure in black, a quick cut to this figure cutting down dark troopers, and then a lightsaber. When I'm watching this for the first time, I want so badly to believe this is Luke, and we're watching through the black and white security camera footage so you don't know what color that lightsaber is, and when they cut to that shot where you finally see that green lightsaber from Return of the Jedi, which is my favorite look for Luke Skywalker, is the black Jedi cloak and, and the green saber, I, I lost my mind. I freaked out. <laughs> it was an incredible moment. It was so great to see this look return, and Luke just destroying those dark troopers, instantly rocketed this moment into one of my all-time favorites. Number nine is Binary Sunset from episode four, A New Hope. This is special to me for a few different reasons. First off, it's a brilliant world-building device. I mean, two suns, it's so simple, yet it immediately transports us to a different galaxy. The effect is very well done for how early this movie was made, and this landscape became instantly iconic. Thematically, this scene acts as Luke's I want scene as he stares off into the cosmos, lamenting that he can't be up there himself, flying an X-Wing and, and fighting off the Empire. We can all relate to him because we've all felt stuck at one point or another, wishing for something greater. And so it really grounds Luke as you know a relatable character, even though we are in this fantastical far off world. But on top of all that, perhaps the most significant part of this scene that sticks with me is John Williams' score. And this is the first, but definitely not the last time you will hear me bring up John Williams. Many of the musical themes in this saga are classics and timeless, but I think this is my favorite. 
It has a feeling of sadness, yet also optimism at the same time, that better times are ahead. And its recurring theme found throughout Star Wars is that while times can get dark, there's always a light side. And you have to love the decision by George Lucas and the editor to give William Score an opportunity to fully take over the scene and sweep us up in the moment. Number 8 is Obi-Wan vs. Anakin on Mustafar in Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. The shortcomings of the prequels are well documented, but something they nail is building these epic dramatic moments through these crazy lightsaber battles. In Episode 3, the prequel trilogy reaches a climax we all knew was coming as Anakin Skywalker turns to the dark side to become Darth Vader. Yes, the dialogue and acting here leave something to be desired, and the sequence has spawned a number of memes, but it's hard to deny the staging and choreography of this scene is thrilling. Anakin and Obi-Wan cover a ton of ground, literally, jumping, flipping, swinging, while slashing at each other, surrounded by lava and destruction, and it ends up being one of the better action sequences of the prequels. In the end, of course, Obi-Wan gets the high ground. Anakin attempts to flip over him, but gets cut clean in half by his former master. With this, Anakin fully unleashes his hate and becomes the Sith Lord Vader. Again, this was the turning point we were all waiting for, but it doesn't make it any less of an important moment for the saga, one that serves as a key center point between the first and second trilogies. Number 7, Darth Vader and the ending of Rogue One. I love this scene for a lot of the same reasons that I love Luke Skywalker's cameo in The Mandalorian, and the two scenes have a ton of similarities, with both featuring Skywalkers absolutely destroying their enemies down a hallway with the Force and their lightsaber. It's kind of an interesting mirror image there. Furthermore, the way both sequences build you up to the realization of what's happening and how it's all tying to the overall saga is so well executed. In Rogue One, we knew this would be the direct prequel to Episode 4, but what we didn't know was that it would lead us up to literally the very first Star Wars moment most of us experienced. When I saw the Rebel crew with those helmets and the data card and realized what was happening, I literally said out loud in the theater, what is happening? <laughs> then of course there's the hallway scene itself which has quickly become absolutely iconic. Darth Vader is always thought of as the ultimate villain, but we haven't often seen him completely unleashed, especially in the films. Here we see his power backing up his notorious reputation. That being said, the action isn't a bunch of over-the-top CGI with Vader flipping all over the place. It's a single hallway with restrained combat inspired by what we've seen him do in the original trilogy. The calm and determined fashion that he cuts these men down with is actually really creepy, feeling more like a Michael Myers serial killer type thing than a Star Wars character. And if that wasn't enough, it all wraps up with a CGI-aided cameo by Princess Leia herself, who only needs to say one word, but that word couldn't have been more perfectly chosen as a way to transition us into episode what does four. Sentence? Help. Number six, Duel of the Fates from episode one, The Phantom Menace. Let me set the stage. It's 1999, I'm 10 years old, and the coolest thing on the face of the earth is Darth Maul fighting off two Jedi with a double-bladed lightsaber. Despite many of the issues fans have with episode one, Darth Maul fighting off Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi is for many the highlight, as it was the first big lightsaber fight in a new era of technology and filmmaking. Then you've got the added elements of the double lightsaber and Maul's design, the fact that it's a two-on-one fight with awesome choreography, and of course an absolutely killer John Williams score, maybe the hardest he ever went for Star Wars. All of that is enough to make this an iconic scene for the franchise. But a recent revelation about the importance of this scene pushed it up in ranking for me. 
I highly implore you to go watch Dave Filoni's breakdown of this scene on the second episode of Disney Gallery The Mandalorian because he does an incredible job dissecting the details. The short version is, the fate here is not just which of the fighters will survive, but it's the fight for Anakin's fate. Qui-Gon is the mentor and father figure Anakin truly needs, and when he falls, it's left up to an inexperienced Obi-Wan to take on the task that he truly didn't sign up for and maybe didn't believe in, training Anakin despite the Jedi Council's wishes. So it's in this moment that Anakin is put on the path to becoming Darth Vader. Again, Dave Filoni goes way deeper on this, so if you're interested, definitely check out that episode. It really changed my mind about this whole sequence and what it means for the saga. Number five is Han Solo's I Know from Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back. Now this one doesn't require an in-depth discussion on its narrative significance, but it's one of those moments that's just so darn charming and memorable, solidifying perhaps the most beloved character in the whole saga. At the end of The Empire Strikes Back, our heroes are in dire situations, Han Solo in particular as Darth Vader is about to freeze him in Carbonite to be sent off to Jabba the Hutt. Han and Leia's relationship has been building the entire movie in the form of romantic tension and bickering with an obvious attraction just under the surface. As Han is being lowered into this scary freezing chamber, Leia finally breaks and says, I love you. Even facing his doom, Han Solo is anything but sweet and mushy, so instead of saying, I love you too, or something equally sappy, he simply says, I know. This should come off as smug and off-putting, but Harrison Ford's roguish charm somehow makes it even more romantic. I think it's the pure confidence that he exudes right to the very end that makes the Han character so likable, that by this point, Everyone watching either wants to be him or falls in love with him. Maybe a little bit of both, just saying. So this episode of the Diz Quiz is brought to you by Flylist, which just happens to be my iPhone app that I created uh, with the help of some really great people. And it's been a lot of fun to put out this app that lets you track everything there is to do in Walt Disney World. I worked very hard to come up with these lists of attractions, restaurants, characters, resorts, really everything I could think of and put it in this comprehensive guide that lets you check off what you've done and keep track of your to-do list. It's really easy to use. It's completely free. So if you're a Disney nerd like me, I think you'll really enjoy it and have a lot of fun keeping track of all that kind of stuff. Uh, I created it because it was something that I was looking for and I think uh, probably other people are as well. So really appreciate you downloading it and checking it out. Number four is Luke Skywalker's appearance at the end of episode seven, The Force Awakens. Okay, I realize two of my top 10 moments involve Luke Skywalker showing up at the end of something, but what can I say? I am a shameless Luke Skywalker fan. Luke was the first person in the saga we saw become a Jedi, and so to me, his arc embodies what it means to be a Jedi. His passion, his skill, the way he sees the best in people, it's all very core to this series for me. So when Episode 7 starts with Luke Skywalker missing, I was swept up in this journey to find my favorite character. At the very end of the film, Rey's hike up the many steps on the hills of Octo is another one of those scenes that just gives me goosebumps all over. Of course, the John Williams Rey theme is a huge part of that, and the slow build that culminates with the reveal of the hooded figure that we of course know instantly as Luke as the music swells makes for another all-time classic Star Wars moment. I'll also point out this nice nod here. The way that Luke looks to Rey and lowers his hood very much mirrors Obi-Wan Kenobi's first scene, finding Luke in A New Hope. Which is made even cooler because Rey is handing Luke the lightsaber that Obi-Wan gave him soon after that moment. A very nice touch. Number three is Darth Vader's Redemption in Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. Speaking of deeper Star Wars revelations, a big one for me a while back was the meaning of the title Return of the Jedi. 
It doesn't really refer to Luke coming back as a Jedi Knight, though that's probably part of it. It's really about the return of Anakin Skywalker, and therefore completing Luke's mission of redeeming his father, even though it meant Anakin sacrificing his life to kill the Emperor. Of course, it's not unexpected or groundbreaking to have the good guys win at the end, but much in the same way that Duel of the Fates is important for setting Anakin on his path, the ending of Return of the Jedi will always be important because it shows you that the Jedi can always find the good in others and in themselves, while also solidifying that the Star Wars saga is first and foremost about the Skywalker family. Number two is blowing up the first Death Star in Episode 2, A New Hope. By today's standards, the ending of Episode 4 might feel a little by the book, but that's because it wrote the book on how to pull off a big sci-fi action climax. We get the completion of Luke's initial arc, learning to listen to Obi-Wan and trust the Force, and an important tie-up for Han's story as well, with him returning to save the day and clear Luke to be able to have enough time to blow this thing and go home, bonding the two of them together for the rest of the trilogy. Of course I have to mention the incredible visual effects for this entire sequence, which were groundbreaking and continue to be some of the most iconic images in the entire series. I mean seriously, is there anything cooler than the X-Wing strike mission, diving into the Death Star trench run, dogfighting with TIE fighters, dodging laser cannons, and then the final explosion? Uh, come on, it's just the best. Before I reveal my number one, here are some quick honorable mentions that didn't quite make my list. Pod racing in episode one. Mos Eisley Cantina in Episode 4, Ray pulls the lightsaber through the air in Episode 7, the reveal of Baby Yoda in The Mandalorian, Haldo's lightspeed sacrifice in Episode 8, the Ewok song at the end of Episode 6, and Ray becoming all the Jedi in Episode 9. And my number one moment in Star Wars history is, I am your father. Could it be anything else? The most well-known, celebrated, and referenced twist of all time. The moment that made Star Wars a family affair and took an already compelling group of characters and brought everything up a level. Big shout out to the performances in this scene. James Earl Jones providing the booming, matter-of-fact delivery alongside Mark Hamill's emotional breakdown after all he's been through in this movie, including losing a hand, is riveting. Beyond the iconic nature and larger implications of this scene, it's also a part of the downer ending that makes The Empire Strikes Back a fan-favorite movie. Luke's revelation and defeat, Han being frozen in carbonite, the Empire growing stronger once again, it all leaves the audience feeling very uncertain about how the heroes will rebound and find a way to win, which is such a unique way to end a big action blockbuster. All in all, this Star Wars moment is the most memorable, has the biggest impact on the story, and acts as the turning point for the original series, gives us the climax we were building to, and sets up the final film. So that's my list, but even with my honorable mentions, there are a ton of other Star Wars moments that I didn't list here at all, so I want to hear your list. Comment with the moment that I missed, or your top 10 list, or whatever you want to say to me because I left something out or put something too high. Give me that feedback. I can take it. I want to hear it. And while you're there, dropping a like or a comment or a subscription or reviewing the podcast app. All those are really great ways to help the Diz Quiz grow. We hope you'll be here for future videos, which include a lot more Disney Park stuff, some Disney movie stuff coming up. So we really love to see the channel grow, to see everybody enjoying the Diz Quiz out there. Your support is greatly appreciated. So until next time, I've been Tommy T. This has been the Diz Quiz. We will see you real soon. Bye-bye.